At the, no, when it happens, I'm like, this better be the fault of God or else I'm not believing it. God just decided, you know, you're going to die today. All 21 fail-safes, not going to work. Not working today. Oh, you should have had that inspection last week, bitches. <laughs> Welcome to Anime Club After Dark, the podcast that delves into all things anime, manga, and otaku culture related. I'm your host, Alex, but you can call me Senpai, and joining me tonight, we have our chivalry of Shota Shotaro. Tell them dirty bitches, I'm the queen sleaze. <laughs> and our czar of source material, John. And with that note, yes, we are indeed going to be talking about some anime, manga, and light novel horror this evening uh john alex we've been, tr- we've been i've been trying to get you guys to do this for a while i'm really excited it's spooktober <laughs> it is spooktober. The of the spooks it is spooktober we're not in hawkins anymore anyway uh, <laughs> season four stranger things um so i want to kind of start this out um by talking about something I want to talk about what makes Japanese horror unique and or different from Western or American horror. So uh, I guess a good place to start is how um, a lot of Japanese and especially anime horror start uh, start off with the like, the MC versus the environment. Um, a good example. Well, okay. So I, I think was it you who wrote this down show was School Live? Well, okay. First of all, I read on all these different, like, plot setups for how a horror can be. But before we go into the different plot setups, like, what are the basic differences between horror uh, for American stuff and Western stuff and animation from Japan? Actually, do you, when you said Japanese horror, is that, like, all Japanese or anime horror? Well, I meant I meant all Japanese horror in general, but a lot of it also applies to anime and manga horror. I think. Okay, so let's get like the basics out of the way first. Um, one basic point that I have about this is that it's really easy for live action horror, whether it's Japanese or American, to scare you visually because there's a lot of things that are scary when they're in real life. Um, whereas animation. It's much, much more difficult, and I don't know if it's more budget-intensive, but, like, from what I've seen with anime, I don't see a lot of scary images that can just carry the show by itself. Like, if you have a really good makeup department for a live-action show, that's all you really need. You don't even need fucking a writing team. You just need a good makeup department, And you're good to go. Bang. Great horror movie, live action. But whereas anime, even if you have good animation, you're gonna, like, the animation isn't gonna carry it. You're gonna need a creepy story along with it because the visuals themselves are not enough to scare you just, like, just by themselves. You need something else. Actually, 
You know, I think you say that, and I think he's right, because if you think about all the really popular American horror franchises, they all rely on these either grotesque and or masked characters to carry their franchise. Think about, like, Jason and Michael Myers, Freddy Krueger. I want to just point out, um, you're right. You're right in the sense that practical effects are really good in horror movies. If you look at Creature of the Black Lagoon, mm. something from way back when, that movie itself, if you watch it nowadays, it seems really corny. But the costume itself, the Black Lagoon creature, is really well done. And back in the day, that's what scared people the most because it was like, that's so realistic. And that's part of the reason why I love practical effects in movies instead of special effects when it comes to horror. And uh, I just want to point out that for Japanese horror movies and – um western or american horror there's a lot of different like i'm I'm talking live action movies here we're not going to talk about anime because anime is a completely different beast uh but in japanese horror movies like if you take an example of uh the grudge or juon as it's known in japan the original japanese one is not as grotesque as the uh original like uh, the american remake i should say but it's a lot more subtle with its like creepiness factor there's a lot of like shots where if you rewatch it uh, rewatch a scene you'll see something happened in the background that you didn't notice before and there's just this like creep like just watching over your shoulder you're like oh my gosh there's this like cold chill running down your back you don't know what's going to happen if that bitch is about to snap your neck or not and it's just creepy as hell it's not grotesque and there's no like leading music it's just it's quiet you're looking down this hallway then you suddenly notice a shadow move and you're like wait what the fuck was that and it's just it's it's a really good um suspenseful like watching time <laughs> i guess it, make, it makes you uneasy as an audience member yeah it, it's fucking it keeps you in the uncanny valley because you're uncertain of what's happening and you're just creeped out the entire time and that's what i like about the uh, japanese movies compared to american horror because you know this is coming right off of like amityville horror which is more gore and shock value than anything else and sure amityville horror is scary but you've got all those violin lead-ins the creepy sound effects and it's just like a loud movie and it's supposed to just scare you with jump scares like oh and you're like oh my gosh it was so scary but <laughs> when you take away those effects and it's not really scary because it's like oh look he's being attacked by a bunch of bloody hands because it's built on an indian burial ground or some shit they killed a bunch of slaves here back like a hundred years ago so that all the souls of the damned are here and this is where a lot of American horror fails, in my opinion, because it's they rely on shock value too much, you know, with the jump scares and the music. And I, I really, I personally just don't like that. Yeah, I, I, I definitely agree. It is one of the failings of, I think, American or Western horror in general is that it relies way, way too heavily on the jump scare. And yeah, it can make you kind of jump, obviously, but after a few seconds, that's over and you're like, okay, what's next? Well, see, it's not really scary. It's just you've shocked me, sure, because you could literally just put at any time in my life, play a really loud sound effect, and I'm going to fucking jump because that's my reaction. Like, or, oh, yeah, shit. Yeah, just someone loud walk sound. up behind you with your headphones on and yell boo. Yeah, it doesn't matter what you say. It, it could be a, a picture of anything. I'm shocked that this is here. You know what I'm saying? I, I did not expect this. I enjoyed, like, shock uh, kind of shock factor kind of stuff when i was like a younger 
But nowadays, it's just it doesn't scare me anymore because like I've seen it so many times, so it's just ineffective. Yeah, because you know something that's actually really funny. Uh, it's common now in American horror movies is that they'll do the fake out lead up. You know, because mm-hmm. they they know that mm-hmm. yeah, typical American horrors will play the violins and then all of a sudden stop the music and you expect a jump scare. So then the character does something on screen. There's no jump scare. And then do something else. Then here's the jump scare. And you're like, oh, fuck the fake out. I'm like, dude, that, come on. I was expecting that too. Come on. I really enjoy when uh, horror movies or horror media focus more on like the fear of the um, main character or whatever, rather than mm-hmm. the scariness of the thing that's after the main character. Because then it feels more, like, immersive, like, I can experience this thing that's going on with the main character. But if you just, like, focus on all these jump scares, it's, like, I'm not, it's not that fun. It's not that interesting. Yeah, and that's because traditionally American horror has always been built around the big bad, the big bad monster. Um, We've, they've definitely built a culture around it from fucking back in the 40s to now where the monster needs to be the scariest aspect of it. They don't focus on the psychological things that happen to the character or you as a, a viewer who are supposed to, you know, self-insert yourself into this horrible scenario. And I definitely agree that it's kind of like it, it, I love cool looking monsters. I love scary looking monsters. Like um, if you've ever seen John Carpenter's The It um, or It, I guess. <laughs> the It. <laughs> the It. <laughs> Whatever. Not It. Um, fuck. The thing, my bad. <laughs> I had to say that's Stephen King, not uh... Stephen King's it. Yeah, I know. I I just watched the second part to it. Whatever. Anyway, uh, the thing. John Carpenter's the thing. The practical effect of the thing monster is fucking insane. It looks fucking gnarly, dude. And I fucking love watching it, even though it's a corny ass movie. And it's you know the plot's corny, the acting's corny. It's not that great of a movie, if we're being honest here. Uh, I I like the remake more, the the prequel that came out a couple years ago. I like that more. The be- it was way better acting, way better story, but nothing will ever beat the fucking practical effect of that monster suit in my mind. Even though a lot of people disagree with me here that I thought the prequel was better as a movie because of you know the acting and all that stuff, and you really get to like get into that survivor mindset. Since I'm coming off of watching the thing, so I know like what the thing is. And then you watch this movie where it's not really focused on the scary monster, but focused on these people like trying to figure out what the fuck is the thing and they're trying to fight it off. And, you know, that's what makes the uh, Alien franchise so fucking great. It's because yes. you're in there with Sigourney Weaver. You're thinking you're going to be Ridley, you know, and you're thinking about like, fuck, how do I fight off this alien monster on top of the also super cool fucking costume? Again, practical <laughs> effects. Come <laughs> Like you can tell I, I really like practical effects when it comes to my horror movies. Uh, but, you know, that that's what really sets it apart. Movies that understand that this isn't just we're going to show you a scary monster, but we're going to get you in the head of the main character and make you fear this situation. That's fucking great. And, and don't forget, with Alien, you get to watch a fucking badass woman fighting a mech. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> the fucking loader suit. Oh, my God. The loader suit. Is, it's essentially a mech. I mean, let's be honest. Yeah, I, but go ahead, Joe. I was just going to completely change the topic. I was going to say that, um, I mean, I really also love a uh, well-produced uh, monster, but what I love even more is when there are, like, multiple different monsters that are all well-produced. 
Um, I can just think of Silent Hill and Resident Evil where they're based on video games and there's like all these different uh, video game encounters that are uh, transferred to the big screen and they did really great effects on them. So then like, maybe you're not scared of this one, but then, Mm -hmm. you know, 10 minutes later you get another really crazy monster and I'm like, oh, so many different things. It's like a house, it's like a house of horrors. Like, I I love, that's, helpful to me i i know there's another one but i can't think of the name there's another right. one that's not based on a video game so <laughs> i can't think of the name I, I i personally dislike the resident evil and silent hill film franchises even I, though i, I fucking know. adore the video games i feel like uh, most people dislike them <laughs> yeah because i mean I, I i can make a whole fucking topic about why i hate the resident evil film franchises especially the animated movies but oh God, we're no. not gonna the animated go. movies like, are garbage like movies. there's Gar-go. only one animated movie i liked and that's because i felt sympathy for the villain who unleashed the g-virus anyway um but yeah those are those are really good examples because silent hill is a great example of a horror franchise because it's not about one big bad monster because it, it reflects the demons inside of the person's heart, right? Like, that's what you're seeing. So there's different representations of it. And this brings it back to the whole aspects of fear. We're living through this main character, and we're seeing their fears. And it's all customized to this person. And it's great. It's not just, like, the evil, bad, giant monster. Like a, a creature from the Black Lagoon. Yeah. Uh, I have to agree with you, though, The like the movies based on these franchises not very good <laughs> they are like super well produced though oh yeah yeah and like great like, acting from a, from a like, i honestly standpoint. don't understand why people don't like them i feel like the reason they don't like them is because they don't follow the source material at all which <laughs> is exactly that's very true <laughs> anyways it's because all right for resident evil it's a horror survivor horror game you're supposed to be like, oh, man, I can't, like, I don't have enough ammo to do this. It's fucking creepy. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's little mm-hmm. tidbits here and there. Mm-hmm. And then the movie series goes and, be's, and becomes, like, just super action-y. Like, uh-huh. number two, yeah. Apocalypse is, like, just pure action. I love Apocalypse, though. Don't get me wrong. It's my favorite Resident Evil movie. But it's not like the games at all. It's not horrific like the games where you have this, like, sense of impending doom. That's mm-hmm. part of why I don't like the movie It is franchises. true. It's a totally different atmosphere. And that was for, like like when I played Resident Evil, like that was the that was the scariest thing. How much fucking ammo do I have left? Yeah, and you know you get the fucking note, itchy, scratchy, tasty, and you're like, what? And then the dude pops out. You're like, oh shit, dude, what the fuck? I don't have enough gun ammo. Then you run around and try to stab. Anyway, like I said, I could talk for thirty minutes about Resident Evil and Silent Hill, but we'll uh, we'll move on from that because we've spent a good amount. Preparing us for uh, <laughs> yes. the transition to... We spent nearly 15 minutes. Should we talk about anime now? <laughs> it's because... All right. And the reason I wanted to get this out of the way was because Japanese anime horror is completely different it from is. their movies and any other type of medium because it's harder. Like Sho was saying, it's in, in, in live action, you can just have a scary looking monster. You can have scary looking settings and effects and stuff. It's a lot easier to lead people into a false sense of security and then fucking scare them than it is in an anime it takes also a lot longer to do shit in an anime so there's a lot more things to consider and And another um, thing that's like visually different is that just the anime style itself is just inherently very cutesy even when i was i was about to mention that yeah like all of the guys all of the girls 
They all look like very like polished. They're idealized versions of human beings is basically yes. what they are. They're they're very aesthetically pleasing. So it's it's not it's hard to and like especially when they're dying, I'm like, this isn't this isn't I don't even feel sad or scared. It's just it's a little funny because their character models <laughs> dying is just it's like they're so cutesy and then they're dying. And I'm like, this is just two different things happening at once and I'm very confused about what I'm feeling right now. <laughs> but at the same time, I don't think a lot of people would want to watch an anime with unattractive main characters. Well, they don't have to be unattractive, but they don't have to be, like, idealized. You can't okay. have it both ways, man. <laughs> well, I feel like, if we're talking about horror anime, uh, I don't think that they're, they don't look beautiful, per se. Like, they don't, like, they don't look like bishis, though there are some bishis. But in I feel like, uh, just anime, like, okay, but... no, but just like a base, like, the most basic anime, like, say, uh-huh. Evangelion, um, okay. versus... Um, American animation like Evangelion the people just look prettier like and that's true you're right traditionally in Japanese uh, anime and manga they usually save the like ugly characteristics for ugly personality to people that's just kind of their but thing but like okay they they're either pretty or ugly can't you just be normal <laughs> <laughs> right no they Good can't because this is anime bitch this is how I it don't works think, I, I don't think animators know how to make average looking people <laughs> i don't know i think that, i think that has a lot to do with why it's so difficult to make good anime horror though is because of what what shows said it's like they're these idealized you know creatures usually human beings um that it's really hard to take it so seriously that they're going through horrific things when everything looks so cutesy yeah I that's why they that... got to add that shock value with the um the whole blood and oh my god this happens to such a cute and innocent thing and eh. that's kind of what happened with school live though like it's such a really cute art style and all the characters are like hyper moe like it's it's fucking moe blobs and the thing about this huge fake out halfway through the first episode (laughs) and and that's actually why i love school live because not because of the fake out but because they they paint it as like it's going to be regular but then you at the end, it turns into that, like, <laughs> the opening song is super cute, right? It looks like, oh, mm-hmm. this is going to be a, another Moe slice of life in the school. And then you got the main character girl being a fucking ditz and doing this and that. And then they start dropping, like, subtle hints towards the end, like, everything isn't what it seems. And then you find out, like, oh, shit, the world's actually fucked. And you're like, wait, what? And I actually loved how they did that transition because it's very, uh, the psychological factor of it is very cool uh sadly i didn't like the rest of the series <laughs> after the first episode because <laughs> it, it, it just keeps coming back to that whole oh look at how cruel this world is oh but it's okay look at our cutesy main characters oh look but, at this thing this senpai is turning into a zambambo oh no <laughs> use the shovel to kill it spoilers for school live but you, <laughs> wow <laughs> but but you thought but you thought the turnabout was actually really well done I did, but the fact that they they used that as the premise of the show and didn't expand it anymore. There's no world building. It's just look at this environment. I just I was bored by it, man. Like it's you like, had hey. me in the first half. Not gonna lie. But... <laughs> it's like, like hey, look at these zambos. Let's kill the zambo. That's that's the whole story. Yeah, and it's just like look at these creative traps they set up. And 
I, I would have liked it more if they focused more on the psych the psychotic break that the main character one of the main character girls has because that's a lot more interesting because it, I, it's an interesting premise the way that she's viewing the world versus the way the world is is a coping mechanism something that people do in times of traumatic stress and that is a great thing to expand upon but they don't go into it because there's a story of like you know different people in there and just them reacting to the environment yeah, and they just say this said, is the way it is. Deal with it. <laughs> yeah, that's why to me it, it fell so short because I was like, you had so much potential from that first episode alone. But, you know, I, I get it. This is supposed to be just like, oh, Moe shock value. Then, oh, that's it. Oh. I mean, they, they, I mean that kind of bars in the Madoka Magica playlist, though, of, of really cute characters. Oh, look, the woman's got their head cut off. Yeah. I'd, I would I say think- that. Go ahead. I think Madoka, so I, I liked Madoka when I first watched it. I tried to rewatch it after already knowing the twist, and it was just okay. Again, it, it stems from the whole shock value thing, right? It's yeah. too focused on that, and it did not expand enough into the horror, the horrors, the horrific, like, yeah. monsters and, like, the actual situation. I would have liked that but a lot more. Yeah. Is, is, there, is there an actual, like, fine line, though, between horror and just gore fest? Yes. See another, the anime. <laughs> I was oh, I was gonna bring that up. So like, <laughs> I I I tell people all the time because I've seen the the another anime and I've read the novel that it's based on. Read the novel; it's so much more suspenseful and it's so much more well written than the anime. Um, also, I think the deaths are even more creative in the novel. <laughs> See, um, in, in another, it's hold on. So the the anime like it tries really hard to be both a, a very suspenseful show but then also just be incredibly gory and i think it kind of fails on both of those accounts yeah like the first episode of another right the whole fucking umbrella in the staircase mm-hmm. like ugh, fucking that was disgusting i i i hated that uh i'm not a huge <laughs> fan of gore all right i'll point that out now i don't like gore very much but i understand that it has its uses in horror but when you base your show entirely around just, oh, look at this super nasty way that someone fucking dies, it just gets boring. You know, it's like I'm watching Final Destination, the anime, and I don't I like Final, Final Destination. Destination. Okay, so yeah, that's <laughs> I, was say, I, was, I like how we both said that at the same time. <laughs> I was going to say that, though. It is another is like Final Destination, and like the first Final Destination movie was all right. I didn't need another one. <laughs> don't they have like seven? They have so I, there's many. A lot. There's the last so one Final I, Des- I remember watching for, for, the last for one a show like called, a for, for a movie franchise called Final Destination. They never fucking get to their destination. I just yeah, like and- Final Destination not because it's gory. I don't think it's that gory. It's just like so off the it's wall. Funny. It's like it's you're funny. gonna die from a lawnmower. I'm like, what? You're gonna die from a tanning bed. I'm like, what? I'm just like, girl, I never heard of this before. I feel, like, I feel like the, the I feel like the writing process for both Another and Final Destination was someone just looked at some innocuous object and says, "How can someone die with this?" Yeah, like, like you're someone go... just looked at someone just looked at a fucking like rose petal. How can I kill someone with this? No, I'm gonna go but, take a I mean, piss in the bathroom. Final Destination was at least choked out. Was at least creative. I mean, Another wasn't. Yeah. That. Okay. I, I give you that. Creative. Final Destination is pretty creative with its deaths. Like in the first one where he yeah. literally gets up to go take a leak and then he fucking slips on a puddle of water somehow. I know. Falls into the showers, <laughs> gets strangled out by the shower. Like what? I like how that's like a 20 step domino effect and then like he dies. Yeah. <laughs> so It's so over the top. It's very, it's very interesting in that sense. But another, 
just doesn't have any any like it, yeah any complicated stuff going on it's just like ooh you died it's why, it's why i tell people to read the novel because the novel actually just focuses way more on the suspense element than the gore element where you're constantly wondering how are these people going to die not oh my god there's blood everywhere this person's head exploded Oh my god, they stepped into a ghost elevator and it falls 50 floors on a three-story fucking building? Also, I'd like to... I, I, this has nothing to do with what we're talking about, but it, it pisses me off every time I see in a modern movie people dying from a falling elevator. Do you know the impossibility of that actually happening? There's like 18 different fail-safes in elevators these days to keep that from happening. Yeah, because people were so freaked out about falling to their depths from like 100 floors up. Like, come on. I know, but it's like I, I hate when I see that in modern movies. It's like there's like 18 different ropes that will catch you if one of them breaks. Not to mention that they actually have failsafe brakes on them that activate when you go too fast. <laughs> Not just failsafe brakes, three sets of failsafe brakes. <laughs> yeah, because again, elevators are not meant to plummet you to your death. It's pretty hard for it to do that. God, I of, hate when I see that in fiction. A, a lot God of, damn it. A lot of movies and games do that, and it's, yeah, you're right, it's a little bit ridiculous, but if we suspend our, our belief for the brief second and think, wait, maybe it's because people didn't install all the fail-safes, then maybe it's okay. But, yeah, it's... <laughs> At the, no, when it happens, I'm like, this better be the fault of God or else I'm not <laughs> believing it. God just decided, you know, you're going to die today. <laughs> <laughs> All 21 fail-safes, not going to work. Not working today. Oh, you should have had that inspection last week, bitches. <laughs> That's right. Shouldn't have went with this encrypt. Should have went with someone else. Anyway, I fucking, I just, I had to bring that up because you mentioned the elevator and fucking another. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and it's, I don't like a lot of gore. And speaking to this, um, I'm going to talk about Blood C and Blood Plus for a second. That, that anime and manga is extremely gory and that's part of why like people like it it's because of like look at all this like fucking blood when this thing chomps down on someone and it's super fucking crazy i give you that but it's not really horrific in any other sense because it's more action based than it is horror like i don't feel scared at any point for anyone because i really don't care i don't care about the characters and i just care about them fighting that's really it and according to mal it's one of the like top 100 uh, or top 50 horror anime and i'm like why because because there's blood and gore because there's only 50 horror anime because there's only like actually yeah. 10 the rest are actually not horror but the rest yeah. are like they have elements of horror but they're not actually horror like if you if you just remove the blood and gore from blood plus or blood c it suddenly isn't a horror anime anymore it's just and, an action anime at that point yeah it's just an action anime action thriller at most it's not yeah. even that much of a thriller. There's not much suspense. It's just, look at this horrific monster killing these things, and then let's go kill that monster. Like that, That's literally let's go it. Let's slice it up, bitches. Yeah, it, it's just, it's a it's a blood party, and it's not the it good is. kind. Now, to be fair, the, in, in the anime, it's the blood is animated really well. Yeah, like I said, but if you remove it, it's not horror anymore. So no. can you really call it a horror anime? If I remove your aspect of blood and gore from your show... And it becomes all of a sudden a senin instead of a fucking horror anime. I don't think it should be called a horror anime if there's it nothing else that's horrific. Senin. Yeah, it's just an action anime. Yeah. And this is kind of. That's actually a good litmus test for anime horror. 
that's how I feel about like um let's talk about Attack on Titan. Uh, I personally don't think it's a horrific anime. There's not a lot of blood and gore in it. Uh, it it's supposed to be psychological. That's because sure. the Titans bleed steam. Oh yeah, that's true. They bleed steam. <laughs> but it's it. I agree it's a steampunk that anime. <laughs> it, it it is it is a steampunk action anime. Let's not get it twisted, fel- fellows. Like Attack on Titan is steampunk the anime. So but, Mal has Attack on Titan as a horror. Yeah, for some reason, uh, I understand if you were like, if it was horror based on the aspect of they were in a hopeless environment and there was nothing they could do to fight back. But the anime is not about that. For the Isn't first like though, episode and I'm a half, I'm pretty sure like ninety percent of the fights they have, they can't fight back. <laughs> yeah, but it's not really horrific in the sense that there's impending doom, because uh, there's always that glimmer of hope. You know, the fire. The fire of life. Okay, or I disagree. Or I think there's no hope in Attack on Titan. Everything is all despair. Everybody is getting fucked. Every fucking scene. Uh, my reason that I don't think Attack on Titan is a horror is that yes, I believe personally it has the premise of a horror in that you're basically in a po- post-apocalyptic setting and monsters are trying to kill you every day. So that's very like tropey of a horror. But the problem is that. The way they frame all the scenes is more leaning towards, oh shit, let's get this shit done, boys, action hype, instead of, oh shit, I'm dying, help me. Like, there's some scenes that are, oh shit, I'm dying, but most of them are action focused. And also, most of the OST is like, hype, hype, hype action, instead of, (laughs) so, you know. It's clearly more focused on action than on trying to scare anyone. And that's the main problem that I don't think Attack on Titan is really, at its core, a horror. Okay, I would agree with that. And you're right, all the OPs are like... (laughs) Yeah, oh, I mean, there are other reasons why I don't think Attack on Titan is a horror, but uh, that would be spoilers, so... Are you talking about the comedy element? There's no comedy element. Fuck off. Oh, yes, there is. If you've not seen the Titans, that's fucking comedy gold. Anyway. You're comedy gold. I I agree with you. I think that Attack on Titan is focused way too much on the action, that it really does overshadow the horror elements, because there's plenty of horror in it. Like, there's plenty of people scared for their fucking lives. Mm -hmm. But it just, it focused so much on the, the attacking of the Titans, and Aaron Yeager fucking being the one. And it just loses its horror value because it's not about survival against the evil that is just impossible to an insurmountable evil because, you know, Aaron exists. Main character plot armor exists. And the similar... Can you say the same thing about Berserk? I could say the same thing about Berserk. And I was going to talk. Speaking of other action anime that aren't actually horror. Uh, Berserk... But have horror elements. <laughs> Berserk. I, I don't think it's a horror anime, but according to Mal, it is. Um, it, it does have super grotesque monsters, but it definitely doesn't have enough of them. Uh, if you were a normal villager in the Berserk universe, it would definitely be a horror fucking manga or anime. Cause those things guts, it's just another day in the neighborhood. Yeah, if you're guts, it's just, yeah, it's a walk in the park, man. Fucking couple smoke bombs, use the little crossbow gun, smash it with your sword. And yeah. Scream a little bit. <laughs> yeah. you know and that's that's literally it and that's the problem with berserk as well it's more of an action anime than it is horror again just because you have blood and gore 
does not make you a horror anime. And I get, I, I, I admit that the monsters are super cool. I love all the different versions of the uh, Eldritch horrors, but that that's not enough. You can't just have a scary looking monster. If you have your main pr- protagonist combating these scary ass monsters and him just having close call battles, that's not really horror, is it? It's just action against the evil. No, it's, it's just action with grotesque monsters. That's basically what it is. Yeah, it's I mean, not horrific. I haven't watched Berserk, but Gus doesn't look like the kind of person who gets scared at all. So I'm no. assuming oh, no. he's not scared <laughs> Guts, at all in any of these Guts, situations. Guts is literally too angry to die. So exactly, yeah. So that's also a problem. Like at least in Attack on Titan, everybody's shitting their pants twenty four seven, except for Mikasa, because I don't know. She just she's seen it all. Um, but I, I'm assuming in Berserk, Guts ain't give a shit. Well, I mean, if you were someone who lived through the God Hand summoning ritual, you wouldn't give a shit about any other Elder Cores else. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like. To be fair, when he was uh, watching the God Hand ascend, it's pretty fucked up. So yeah, I, I that's my reasoning of why Guts doesn't really care about the other Eldritch Horrors because nothing could ever really beat that. But you're right; he's just too angry to die and care. He's just <laughs> mad. And honestly, like if it was the same premise but replaced Guts with someone who was scared, it might become a horror, right? Yeah, it could be. Maybe yeah, if they weren't Guts. Who was yeah, just smashing dead. everything with his fucking hands. <laughs> literally punching these ghosts in the face. But yeah, he's literally punching ghosts in the <laughs> face. Exactly. <laughs> Not today, motherfucker. <laughs> that's how it goes. <laughs> I like how that's like, especially lately, of course, with the, what, two fucking chapters we get a year if we're lucky. Um, it's like, every, th- every like, problem that guts comes across as like not today motherfucker exactly <laughs> and um yeah just there's so many shows out there that are horror air quotes you can't see me but i'm doing air quotes ladies yeah. and gentlemen are horror and they're just not really horror um i i guess one one more before we move on that people people call it victorian horror although i don't know if that um that moniker is necessarily accurate and that's part one of jojo's what? What is Victorian horror? What does that even mean? Like vampires and, oh. and demons and yeah. That's well, there are a lot of anime that have know, vampire well, no, characters. So, so the first time I ever heard that part one of JoJo's mentioned like that, and Natai mentioned it, but then I also heard like four or five other people say the same thing. So I wonder if it's accurate or if it's just people being just way too hopeful about part one of jojo's honey is twilight a horror (laughs) yeah twilight's a horror anime no it is not not? it's it's neither of those descriptions (laughs) (laughs) yeah it is it has the cute it has bishis all right it has the girls that's what i'm saying you can't have a horror if they're (laughs) bishis speaking of that let's uh (laughs) speaking of that black butler oh god just because it has demons and, you know, like, shit in it, it's apparently horror, but I don't think Black Butler is horror at all. There's nothing I don't know. I personally... It's borderline yaoi is what it I is. I personally consider Black Butler a horror because, I mean, there's a lot of black and there's a lot of okay. butler. No. <laughs> no, but, like, I mean, there's an overarching Bingley theme reasons. of uh, the main character is CL being haunted by a demon. Basically the entire show. And it doesn't focus on that a lot, but there's a lot of 
creepy. Haunted my ass. He made a deal with the demon. Spoilers. Uh, there's a lot. <laughs> there's a lot of like creepy factors, and I feel like that's a very uh, that CL being haunted by a demon is a very integral part of the story. So I would maybe consider that a horror. I don't know. I just I, have that there. Listen, listen, it's a yaoi romance. Just get over it. it why can't it be both? Yeah, why can't it be yaoi romance? I guess horror? It, I guess it can be. Why I can't mean, it be killing stalking? As God, um, yaoi horror. I mean, edgy edgy horror is a thing. Look at High School of the Dead. So that's oh, not God. a horror. <laughs> Apparently, it is because it's about the zombie apocalypse. So, oh God, that is that is something though. You talk about horror anime that are horrific. That's something that anime does a lot, where it will actually just mix horror in with other things. Like like High School Dead is a good example, where it just mixes this zombie apocalypse story, which in any other aspect would probably be considered a horror or at least horror like, with fucking etchy like just tits and ass in your face all the time. Yeah, shooting the bullet, the boobs bouncing to get out of the way of the Jiggle. bullet. <laughs> use the use the use the girl with the biggest tits as a prop for the fucking rifle. Yeah, and <clears throat> I I would say High School of the Dead is horror because it it's it's mainly about surviving a zombie apocalypse. That's pretty horror. That's horrible. No, you know? it's mainly about tits <laughs> jiggling. Let's but, not pretend. <laughs> yeah, but but let's not pretend. It's really about the tits, the tits and the ass. The girl hugging that sword really tightly. <laughs> and literally getting fucking wet when she fights. Oh, yeah. That's actually the best. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I fucking loved high school. I, uh, it'll never get finished. God damn. Yeah, because the dude died. I know, but I can still be sad about not, not getting finished, too. All right. So <clears throat> we've talked about some shitty horror. Let's talk about some good horror because I want to talk <laughs> about Parasite. Actually, because I see it on this list. <laughs> I I would consider Parasite horror because, one, it does have a monster and it's super grotesque. But also there's this like impending doom of the monsters collective, right? When you get into the main story and you find about the parasites that are also like the main character, it becomes a lot more interesting. Uh, what I didn't like about Parasite was the uh, ending. Because <laughs> it's very... It's when it's not subtle. It's very in your face. What whatever you call that, in your face, bombastic, <laughs> yeah, <it's>... blunt. <laughs> I don't know. Blunt. No, well, you know when something's very subtle. It's very. It's very opposite of it. Okay. And uh, sure. that's. I don't even remember the, the specifics of, of the ending. It's it's basically, um, hey, pollution's bad. That's okay. that's literally the ending. I'm not kidding you. That's what the ending is. Great. See, okay. See, I have the I didn't opposite. need an anime to tell me that, you know. <laughs> yeah. I see the opposite. I have the opposite opinion of you uh, regarding Parasite. I don't think Parasite is a horror anime, mostly because of uh, the problems that Attack on Titan has, that the OST is way too action-oriented, fucking dubstep <laughs> every fucking day, and the all the encounters with the monsters are so... Hor- uh, they're so action-oriented, like I feel like you watch Parasite for the action more and so than the scares. Yeah, it's not scary horror, but it's very action horror. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, Train mm-hmm. to Busan is a very action horror movie. Right? See, the thing is that I like I think live action can get away with it because <laughs> because 
No, because because they have the makeup department to back it up. As long as you have the makeup department, girl, you could fucking do any plot you want. But anime, you need more. <laughs> yeah, but in the anime Parasite, they have those monsters, the Parasite monsters. They're pretty crazy. <laughs> they are pretty crazy, but I don't know. So how is that different from having a good makeup department or having a big looking cool Black Lagoon monster or the thing monster it's the same to me because the alien from alien or the alien the xenomorphs yeah i don't know watching train to basan i feel scared watching parasite i don't really watching train to basan i was laughing half the time calling out i mean like i don't like feel like a hundred i'm not that's not my main emotion but like there is the emotion there somewhere (laughs) all right but if we're going by that metric, by your metric, then I don't have any... There's, like, only maybe five horror anime I've ever seen then because every other horror, again, air quotes, ladies and gentlemen, anime is not very horrific. I don't feel scared. I told you before the podcast started that, like, horror anime don't exist. It's a myth. I mean, <laughs> I don't disagree. I think there is no such thing as horror anime because none of it is actually horrific. And we solved the I'm case... Just, Ladies and gentlemen, we've solved the case, ladies. That's the podcast. That's it. That's it. We're done. Roll the no, credits. because I want to hear you rant about Junji Ito. Okay, so um, just gonna quick fire some other quote unquote horror anime. Um, Made in the Abyss, Shiki from the New World, Tokyo Ghoul. Ajin, whoa, 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 or- whoa, whoa! We're going by <laughs> way too fast. Okay, I wrote m- many of these down, and I would just like to say that mm-hmm. Made in Abyss. And from the new world, actually make you feel scared because they focus Speak more. For yourself, they honey. focus more on the creepiness factor and the fear factor than on the action factor. Despite being a very similar pr- premise to Parasite and Tag and Titan, in that all these shows are um, monsters trying to get you, basically. So okay. I would agree. I think Made in Abyss and from the New World. You're right. It's more about these fucking eldritch horrors that are out to get you in this unknown environment. And it's actually really cool, and it's very well done, especially Made in Abyss. And um, again, the OST for Made in Abyss and from the New World are way more creepier versus yeah. the bombastic action of Parasite and Attack on Titan. And I would 100% recommend Made in Abyss and from the New World if you're looking for good anime horror. See, the thing is, it's not... It's not something that I would think is... Um, I like psychological horror, right? It's kind of my thing. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say it's very psychological horror because it's more about, look at this creepy environment, mm-hmm. and which is yeah. good. It's good. You know That can be a show. And I think Made in Abyss does it really well for, look at this creepy environment. But it's also the uh, overarching stories in both of them of like, oh, but it's not that bad. Like these, They may look like monsters, but they're not all that bad. You know, it's kind of like it's in your mind type of deal. That's why I'm like, eh, it's not really a horror then. Because then in a horror film, you're not really thinking about from the monster's point of view. You know what I'm saying? When the environment, though, becomes the big bad monster, I think that's actually a good thing. It makes it where it's really hard to fight the environment around you because you're a part of it. You're overwhelmed (laughs) by it. It's not uh, something you can conquer. Which makes yeah. it something, an object of fear. because it's, it's something you can maybe leave, but it's not necessarily something you can conquer. Yeah. Okay. So Made in Abyss and From the New World will say is horror. I'll say it's Tokyo horror. Tokyo Ghoul? I, 
Tokyo I, Ghoul, I wouldn't though? say I wouldn't say Made in Abyss is anything resembling horror, but really, wait, you haven't yeah. even watched it, have you? Yes, I have. Oh, okay, you didn't watch it airing though. I remember that. I watched it. What, what's that, what's that have to do with anything? I still watched it. At one point, you hadn't watched it, and that's all that matters. Okay. <laughs> At one point, you hadn't watched it either because it hadn't been made. Never. Anyway, that brings. What do you me have to say a, about Tokyo Ghoul? Uh, I don't think it's really horror. I think it's just action with horror elements. I think it's just <laughs> it's just action with cannibalism. See, let's be I honest. think Tokyo Ghoul is like a shonen with <laughs> fucking horror elements. In that it's basically just a hero's journey where, like, yeah. you get power-ups and then you face the big bad. That's just your journey of life. Um, and that's I feel like that's the main focus of Tokyo Ghoul. Especially if you read the manga, because the anime is, like, all over the place. It doesn't really tell the story properly. But, um... <laughs> it's like, I it doesn't don't, even I don't... tell a story. No, it doesn't. But, <laughs> yeah, I feel like the main focus of Tokyo Ghoul is rooting for Kaneki to power up basically um and, and yeah, it's like not focused it's not focused on like fighting to your go fear even further beyond yeah it's not really so that's why i wouldn't consider it a horror and yeah. ajin demi human is basically a tokyo ghoul clone so you could say the exact same thing about that <laughs> but at least there's oh wait there's torture in tokyo fuck you're right you got me <laughs> he's got you there <laughs> All right, uh, and then Erased and Monster. I, I believe these are horror anime. I thought Erased and Monster was, even though I called Erased's ending, like, within 30 minutes Five of minutes of the first episode? <laughs> okay, no, I, it was like I have a the first... lot of problems with Erased, but I will say it did a great job of making a creepy, horrific atmosphere. I mean, it's about serial killers, right? Or it's about a killer. It's about a killer, yes. Yeah, I don't think he's a serial killer, yeah, though. Yeah, he's. it's about a killer. So that's why I believe, like, yeah, if you had a killer in there, but just because you have, you know, again, just because you have a monster that the main cast is supposed to fight against doesn't necessarily mean it's horror. But the way that they uh, put it up with, like, all the creepy shit that happens, yeah, I'd say Erased is a horror anime. Would have been a lot better had they not spoiled half of the fucking story in the OP. I mean... I was just, within the first 30 seconds, I just made a reasonable deduction of watching the OP of who the killer was. It's not that hard to guess. Who fits all the elements? It wasn't that hard to guess, no. It wasn't. But I enjoyed the journey. I just didn't like the ending in the anime. Uh, (laughs) Enjoyed the journey, not the destination. Same. Same. I feel the same way. What about Monster? Because people genuinely like that. I liked Monster because I again, love Monster. It's about the killer, and there is a whole psychological factor to it because you're you're playing through as the um, main character guy, the doctor guy who saves the uh, the guy, right? The monster, yes. and then he has to take yeah. he has to go kill the monster, and it's about the trials and tribulations of him and all the characters that he meets, and then all the horrific things the monster does. Even though it's like it fucks with your head, that's why it's great. Not only is there like brutal killings and shit, but it also fucks with your head. That's what's good about it. I would say I would say Erase kind of does the same thing, but it kind of throws another wrench into it with the whole time travel element. Yeah, I, I try to not think about the whole time travel element too much. Because <laughs> you know me. I don't like time travel that much. No, you don't. <laughs> Cho, anything to add about Monster? I mean, not really. I agree. Have you s- that, yeah. Oh, okay. I have seen yeah. it, yeah. All right. Um, All right. 
death game horror anime, Danganronpa, Dead Man Waterland, and Future Diary. I don't think any of these are horror. They're all just action. I think they're, yeah, well, Future Diary has a lot of, Future Diary is a fucking hot pot of just a mishmash bullshit. I like Future Diary, don't get me wrong. Um, yes, yeah, someone actually likes that. I like it. I certainly like the concept of it for sure, but I mean, like the execution could have been a little better. Well, the thing about Future Diary is that I like that they dive into all of the diary holders a little bit, so we get to know a little bit about them. But then it's quite obvious that who wins at the game for the end because you actually have a main character or you have two main characters technically, and a lot. I think a lot of people like who do like Future Diary and consider it horror are just viewing it as from the aspect of. Um, you know gasai that's why it's like horror because oh there's blood and stuff like yeah but it's not really horrific it's more yeah. action i feel like danganronpa and dead men wonderland try to sell themselves as horror but i don't really get a horror vibe when i'm watching them i just get like i don't know action like a like a tournament fucking arc yeah. in a shonen. Yeah, yeah like a tournament arc from a shonen, but is, it's just like dragged out. Yeah, basically a death game uh, anime. But, but like in actual live action death games, I would consider those horrors, even though it's basically like the Saw. same plot. Yeah, like Saw. Well, well, all right. So the thing about death game is that it can be a horror element, but it depends on how you build it. Like um, Hunger Games is a death game show or movie right or book it's like series it's literally a death game it's literally a death game but it's more action and suspense and about the coming of age and you know fighting against the system than it is about i would the say i would say the death game i would say what hunger games is actually based on which is the japanese movie battle well, movie and uh novel battle royale is a far better example of a straight up death game than anything that than hunger games was yeah, but you mean each... Battle Royale. Battle Royale. Yes. Hmm. So Battle Royale one and two, if you haven't seen them, uh, I like number one. I didn't like number two that much, but it's basically number one's overarching story was fuck the government. Uh, number two's yeah. overarching story was fuck the USA. Oh. I'm I'm not even kidding. If you've watched it, you'll know. That's that's what the um moral of the story is, and just like in Hunger Games, the moral of the story is, yo, fuck this oppression, this fascist oppression, and killing the poor and only helping the the rich and they are horror they have horror elements but the main focus is the moral of the story in these shows in these movies in danganronpa and dead man wonderland uh i would say it's more focused on the survival of the main character but for the survival of the main character there's a lot more action involved a lot of more tournament style action which makes it fail as a horror anime yeah well, Death in Dead Man Wonderland man. in particular, it's all about like literal cage fights. So <laughs> <Yeah>. that works. <laughs> that works. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In Danganronpa, it's more like a like an investigative crime thriller that always ends in someone dying. Yeah, so I'm like, it's just because it's like someone Scooby-Doo dies with okay. violence. It's just because someone no, dies. Like, it's horror, but I mean, it no, is psychological. It itself, the show itself wants it to be horror because like there's a creepy bear and it's like you will all die. <laughs> I'm like, okay, but I'm not actually scared and it's not actually creepy. Especially when the bear is like doing all the cutesy laughing stuff and then he introduces that girl bear and it's just like what? It's not. It has horror elements, yes, but I don't think Danganronpa is an actual horror anime because it's more 
crime detective. I think maybe the problem is that all these shows don't really make me feel scared for the characters. Like, I don't get immersed in any of these characters. I don't really care if they live or die. But Mm -hmm. even in, like, one-off movies in live action, I kind of do care. Like, I have people I root for, and I don't want them to die, and then they die, and I'm like, fuck. So... (laughs) I don't know what's going on differently, but I feel like maybe anime has like too many demographics is going for with these shows. It's like, I want the action. I want the horror. I want the mystery. I want the yandere lovers. I don't know. They want too many demographics. You're not focusing on one particular thing. And of course, and of course you got to have a romance in the background to bring in female viewers. Whereas live action, it's that's pretty like, it's pretty on theme. It's always like just one theme that you're going for, which is like people dying. So yeah, and maybe that's the difference. I I would agree. The thing about horror movies, live action horror movies, is that there's always a main goal, and that goal is to survive the horror, right? And it doesn't matter how they combat the horror; it's always about survive the horror. So you always have that suspense of like, oh shit, are they gonna make it? Are these characters that I've learned to like gonna make it? Versus these anime shows, because it's a long running show and not a movie they have to have points of interest and conflict in between until they get to the end. And it makes it not feel like what they intended it to become at the end. Yeah, you're right. And uh, that's all we got for uh, your list of so far of all these. I'm not going to talk about Ava and how it's horror. It's not really horror. (laughs) I mean, I found it horrific. It is suffer porn though. I mean, it's horrifically bad. Wow. At being horror. Wow. Okay. (laughs) But, um, (laughs) yeah. I think the best way to, to kind of wrap this up, I really want to hear you rant about Junji Ito. I, I am going to rant about Junji Ito. All right. So for all that that's been bad about horror anime, nothing can really beat what they did to my boy Junji Ito and his anime adaptation that came out like last year. Studio that was an actual horror. <laughs> it was an actual horror of a thing. Studio Dean fucks up my boy Junji Ito's manga. And if you guys don't know, as fans of horror should know, Junji Ito is considered the king of horror manga. Um, His panels, when you're reading his stories, they're very innocuous. They seem like they're normal. And then you turn the page and it's fucking grotesque, horrific things. And you're just like, what the fuck? What the actual fuck, dude? you just want to fucking vomit because you're like i can't believe i just looked at that and studio dean did the anime very poorly even though it didn't look bad but it just didn't have the same elements as the manga now when i read junji ito's mangas they're great i love the stories i love the crazy ass like monsters that he shows or the fucking horribly disfigured things in the next page it's fucking gross but i love it it's not necessarily a lot of gore but it's fucking gross but the anime just did not encapsulate any of that for me. Like, it, it just felt very dry. It was very boring. Um, the voice acting was okay. It wasn't the best. But it just really didn't make me care for the story. And when you get to the monsters, quote-unquote monsters, they're just not as scary. I, I really don't know what the difference is. It's just not good. Even though it had a bigger budget and it looks better, than other uh, horror anime that I do like, like Yami Shibai. Yami Shibai is a collection of s- short ghost stories or folklore, and it's like cardboard cutouts. The acting is okay, 
but it's cardboard cutouts as as it's animated and it does not look good at all yet it creeps me the fuck out when i watch some of the episodes like um i posted on our discord the umbrella girl episode or the umbrella goddess episode and that one just creeps me the fuck out and it's cardboard cutouts but it creeps me out because of how they set up the story and it's a it's a short four minute episode man and it's great and that that series of um shorts yamishibai was way better than junji ito's and that's impossible because junji ito's manga is so good and this is like why we talked about everything else about other horror anime is because there are just certain ways that you can present different media in live action it's a lot easier because there's the whole main goal you've got the monsters you can look at and you can get in you know you're always rooting for mc or the people around mc but when you get to to anime it's a lot more difficult because now there's too many factors but in a manga you can still have the you know here's the end goal of junji ito's shit there's some crazy fucked up shit man turn the page and find out what it is you know that's literally all his collection is here's some crazy fucked up shit that i thought about and i'm gonna put a monster at the end and it just makes you go what the fuck that's gross that's terrible that's fucking horrific and it's great that's why i love his shit and that's why i like yami shibai but the anime was just so bad it it doesn't make you scared even though it should be um i personally had a lot of problem with the sound design i thought that they focused way too much on trying to like make the reveal as scary as possible because that's not really you didn't build it up to make it scary you just made the reveal scary and that's what sucks there's no build-up there's no tension that's that's really it like it's boring man if you if anyone here has ever seen junji ito's anime adaptation fucking i'm sorry man (laughs) as much as i love junji ito his anime was just bad studio dean fucked it up i have hope for uzumaki that's another one of junji ito's works you have hope (laughs) for it because studio dean ain't touching it no and the the teaser for it that i saw for toonami was pretty creepy they had good sound design I thought it was great. I, I did a whole like 15 minute <laughs> ramble about that to Natai. And uh, I'm, I'm hoping it's good. You know, I like Junji Ito's shit. I love the buildup and I love the horror. It's great. Studio Dean proving yet again that they will fuck up anything for the right price. <laughs> and and that's what the weirdest thing is. I don't know how they have fucked. I don't know how they could have fucked it up. Because, again, it doesn't look bad. But it's boring. There's, there's nothing really I- to... And that capture you into the story. You don't really care about the characters. And Junji Ito, he makes collections of stories. You know, they're all short stories. Yeah, short stories. And so there's not really much to build on. You know, I I, I was I was afraid of the, the the anime because I was like, he has short stories. Like if they did a five minute episode thing like Yami Shibai, maybe it'll work. But they chose not to do that. They chose to <laughs> to make it like twelve to twenty four minute episodes per like short story and just a lot of it goes wasted and it's not good it does it's 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 a shame because as you say the manga itself is just i I hate to use the term beautiful because the imagery is so grotesque but it's really well done and it's well done because again he he has build up he has suspense you know of these like oh something something's happening something's happening dude don't look over your shoulder and then it just hits you you know when you turn that page, it just fucking hits you with the, like, everything was innocuous. It looked like a regular slice-of-life high school manga. And then all of a sudden, bam, you open the door, and there's this, like, organ 
It looks like kind of like a heart filling the room. It's fucking touching all the walls and it's just super fucking grotesque. And you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> or like when he has one, a short story where there's sharks that grow um, cockroach legs. And they just, that was creepy as fuck. And, and it was like, what? It was so ridiculous, but it's fucking creepy as shit. Because you're like, oh my God, that's fucking gross, man. And then you get to the end and you find out like how they're getting birthed. You're like, oh fuck, that is disgusting. Oh, that's a real like horror if that actually happened. And that's what makes his work so good. He loves creeping you the fuck out by building you up for this short story and then turning up the fucking gross factor when he does the reveal. Yeah. I, I, I'm looking forward to Uzumaki as well. Um, I really hope it's better done than the Junji Ito collection by Studio Dean. Um, if it's not, however, like if, if it suffers kind of the same thing that Studio Dean's adaptation did, I have a serious doubt as to whether his stories can actually be adapted into animation. Because it's hard. Like we've talked about in the beginning of the podcast, it's hard to make anime a horror anime because there's so many more things that are involved in making a good, long-running anime, right? It's really mm. hard to adapt something like horror because you don't you don't get to play with the same type of resources. And that's what really kills the horror anime industry because if you don't go with, like, psychological thriller shit like Serial Experiments Lane, which isn't really... I don't think that's horror at all. Fortunately, it's not tagged no, as horror. It's certainly like, a psychological thriller, though. Yeah. is it? I feel like it's just art house. <laughs> what? Okay, I don't even know what that means, but go away, right. horror. <laughs> art house. Art house just means like throwing bullshit at the wall that doesn't make sense, like um, Penguin Drum and Yurikuma Arashi. You know what? I would agree. That, that actually <laughs> I'm like, makes what's sense. psychological? I don't understand. I don't, I don't even understand what is going on. But I just think that's just like a lot of random shit is just happening at the same time, and I'm like, okay, sure, yeah. So, and, um, you know, there, there are ways to make horror anime work. Um, Higurashi, or When the Cicadas Cry, and also Umineko, When the Seagulls Cry. I think those are really good horror anime because the, um, the setting and the environment is pretty fucking horrific. And each episode, it's because they keep it kind of episodic when they reset everything in uh, Higurashi. And then you see a different timeline of, like, how events can unfold and how creepy shit can happen and that's what made it good because it's episodic until you get to the end where it, you know everything comes together after it had like what two seasons or three uh two two seasons yeah and then it, it actually wraps up the story at the end which was, was great you know i liked how it wrapped up the story but uh umi neko uh the other thing that the same creator made when the seagulls cry that one it didn't wrap it up nicely like higurashi did uh it's actually just because it's more grotesque and they censored, like, there's this scene. And it fucking, I, it's been like 10, over 10 years since I've seen this. But I still remember in Umineko where they go to find uh, one of the guys and someone fucking cut open his guts and stuffed it with candy. And they were having a feast. A feast of his guts with candy. And it was, they censored it in the show. But... Even though they censored it, you could still see, like, bits of candy. And obviously, like, this is supposed to be his uh, intestines. And it's fucking disgusting. And this is why, like, I thought Higurashi was a good horror anime. I didn't think Umineko was a good horror anime. It was disgusting, for sure. I would agree with that. I 
But I think it's because did did did, did I'm I'm assuming the censorship didn't help. It didn't. But I mean, it it just censored something that was super disgusting that you should not show on TV, man. I don't want to see <laughs> your intestines stuffed with candy and kids eating out of it. It's fucking disgusting. <laughs> and that's another reason though why horror anime is hard to pull off because it has censorship, you know. At least in mm-hmm. in Higurashi when when the cicadas cry, when they use the censor, it isn't something for something super grotesque. It's just like, oh, this is kind of too violent. We can't show it. But you still get to see, like, the scene. But Umi Neko focuses a lot more on the shock factor of, like, look at this horrible, grotesque way someone died. And then there's this overarching story of this guy having to solve the witch's curse. And then it kind of just, like, goes back to the whole, hey, look at this super gross thing that happens. And I feel like that's why a lot of horror anime as well can't be done well because there are censorship rules like you you obviously can't show a dude getting his guts eaten out by children it's gross but yeah it's it's really hard because if you don't have the shock value medium then what do you have to tell your horror story you can set it up as best as you can but then you have the journey of the characters to to consider you have how it affects the relationships and it just overall it falls apart which is why it's better to keep it as a short story, man. Look at Yami Shibai. It's on like seven or eight seasons now. And I admit there's a dip in quality in the middle of the seasons. But overall, I still love the idea of here are these short, scary stories. It's not well animated. And it's just it's just creepy as shit when you watch them. And it's a short story. And it's great. Go watch Yami Shibai, guys. That's that's all I got. I want to say that there's one thing I... I... I genuinely like Higurashi. Um, the one thing I remember the most about when that came out is people being upset because they went into it only looking at like the box art and shit and thinking, oh, this is going to be a really cute anime. It's not. Yeah, it has like, you know, the Clonad style of like Moe. You got the big yeah, bug like eyes. Yeah, it's like Moe blobs is what it is. Yeah, and then you're thrust into this like, oh, look at these horrible things. People getting their hands chopped off. <laughs> People fucking getting let's molested. Let's strangle this lowly. Yeah, let's strangle this lowly. Let's put needles inside this thing and try to like feed it to this guy because we're stalker killer yandere's and it's it's a lot of shock value for sure. And that's why yeah. I said the censorship was fine in that one because it didn't. It was still creepy. You know, if you're thrust into this scenario where you've got this creepy stalker girlfriend who wants to fucking kill you. And she does shit like chop off her hair and leave it in your fucking locker, feeds you a poison needle, fucking, was it Daifuku? I think it was Mochi or Daifuku. Daifuku, yeah. And it's just like, yeah, that that, that in general was creepy, man. That's terrible. General relationship advice, if a girl does that, nope the fuck out. (laughs) You can nope the fuck out, but she's still going to find you, man. See, uh, you hey, know, make it make it as difficult for her as possible. See, you know, Gasai, man, she literally would travel worlds to get your ass, man. <laughs> yeah, spoilers. <laughs> Emphasis on the worlds. Anyway, uh, that's that's all I have for the uh, the horror anime. Um, I really, this cast really was just me ranting about. Um, it was created because of me ranting about horror and how there's no horror anime, right? And just talking about Junji Ito's anime that just oh sad it's very sad but I, i'm hopeful for uzumaki i'll go into it with an open mind hopefully it's just as scary as the actual uzumaki manga but i hope mm. yeah hopefully 
as far as I know, it's pretty hard to make horror anime. Yeah, I think that's what we've learned from this, is that uh, it's definitely more difficult to make a horror anime than it is to make live-action horror. Well, as long as you got the budget, you can make a good live-action horror. But you need talent for anime. (laughs) (laughs) And with that, thank you all out there for dropping in to listen to this. We hope you enjoyed it because we sure enjoy bringing this stuff to you. If you want to check out previous episodes of the podcast, you can find us on YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes, and Spotify. If you want to keep up with what we're doing, you can join us on Discord, Facebook, Twitter, and our website. Shoot us an email if you have any questions or if you have ideas for topics you would like for us to talk about in the future. Links to all these things will be down below in the description. As always, I have been your host, Alex, and I will see you next time. Say goodnight, everybody. This is my boomstick! (laughs) Guys, we didn't talk about the, the horror anime that has the best English dub ever. Ghost stories? Ghost stories. Oh, oh no. <laughs> Boo. I will defend that. I will defend the quality of that English dub till the day I die. Boo. Ghost